You are Locked On Tigers, your daily Detroit Tigers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up, everybody? We are back here for another edition of Locked On Tigers, a late night edition for yours truly. I am your host, Scott Bentley. I am recording after the second game of the doubleheader, so it is 1 o'clock in the morning for me, but the grind don't stop for anybody. People need a daily podcast, so here I am. If I sound a little tired or uh, if I'm not as energetic as I usually am, we'll just attribute it to that. Before we get started, I want to let everybody know that this podcast is brought to you by Locked On MLB Prospects. If you're the type of baseball fan that can't help but get giddy over prospects, we have the perfect podcast for you, especially, you know, the Tigers given their situation. Pretty pretty good show to listen to. A lot of a lot of Tigers prospects dropped in there. It's a fun listen. Locked on MOB Prospects, hosted by minor league play, play-by-play voice Aram Lighton, is the only daily podcast devoted entirely to the stars of tomorrow. Follow Locked on MLB Prospects on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. All right, today is Thursday, July 1st, and it's not the first day of July. Well, well, it is the first day of July. I'm not saying, hey, welcome to July. That's that's not what this is going to be. Happy Bobby Bonilla Day. This And if you want, I'm sure Locked On Mets is doing a fun-ass thing for it because they're great and Bobby Bonilla Day is just a national holiday at this point. Interesting thing before we move into the actual Tigers. Cohen, the, the owner of the Mets, tweeted something about possibly making Bobby Benia Day like an actual holiday and like having Bobby come in and give him a big fake oversized check and around the stadium and get a standing ovation and make a, an actual day out of it. That'd be kind of electric, bro. Like, I don't know. That, that'd be kind of fun. to, And I know a lot of people have their opinions on Cohen for sure. I think that'd be kind of a fun idea. And the Mets did a thing at midnight. They tweeted, oh, happy Bobby Bonilla Day. Stay tuned tomorrow. We have a big announcement. So that's kind of a fun thing to keep an eye out before. If you don't know what I'm talking about, Bobby Bonilla signed to a contract by the New York Mets in the late 90s. I want to say it was early 2000s at worst, but I'm pretty sure it was the 90s. Uh, I should probably know that off the top of my head. However, it did not work out. He was absolutely pitiful for the Mets and got bought out. The way he got bought out, though, was not in lump sum. He requested, or not requested, but the way the buyout worked was that he would get a little over a million dollars. The exact number will be all over Twitter if you're a social media person. It's like 1.193 something million dollars every single July 1st for basically the rest of eternity. And I know that sounds like an exaggeration, but he played in the 90s, and this thing doesn't expire until like almost 2040. So comprehend that. And the crazy thing is he didn't get signed for for like $40 million AAV. It's just legally and and whatever, contracts speak, just the way the the buyout worked out, that's what they agreed to, and that's what he will continue to get, which is electric and awesome, and it's a huge holiday in the baseball community these days, but just a really funny thing. And always, July 1st is always a riot for that reason. Let's get into the Tigers, though. Took two games 
from Cleveland in Cleveland. Unbelievable. Uh, it seemed like that that would never happen again. It seemed like we've had such horrible luck with the Cleveland baseball team that it's it's really seemed like just the days of, of us demolishing Cleveland like we used to back in, in our heyday were over because they have just sunned us for the better part of half a decade. So it's, you know, Kevin Malone, it's nice to win one every once in a while. And, and the cool thing, I tweeted this out, I, I was teasing it really all day between my personal account and the Locked On Tigers account on Twitter. After going 2-0 today, this is the first time in half a decade, the first time since 2016, that your Detroit Tigers have gone over 500 in two different months in one season since 2016 crazy absolutely crazy we go over we finished one game over 500 for the month of june we finished one game over 500 for the month of may as the first time since 2016 that we had two separate months in the same season in which we finished with a winning record in said months pretty wild i, I went back and did a year by year breakdown I believe 2017 and 2019, we didn't have a single month over 500. Um, and then 2018, we had one. 2020, we had one, but it was July and it was eight games and we went five and three. <laughs> and yeah, so it's really not even really been close either since then. So kind of a cool stat, kind of a cool stat. AJ Hinch, unbelievable. Hopefully the the rotation has been really good this year, went healthy. Hopefully the tides are starting to turn, man. We can get get a competitive product on the field relatively soon. Awesome, awesome. If it wasn't for that horrible start in April, your Tigers w- would be in around a 500 team, which is pretty pretty sweet. Pretty sweet. Not a, not an automatic seller dweller like like we have been in years past. So awesome. Hopefully it keeps up. Winning baseball is fun baseball, baby. Okay, let's get into this first game here. Nine to four. Pretty comfortable win by the end of the day, but definitely was not an automatic win by any stretch, even with nine runs in two seven-inning games, which launched that rule into the sun. Although, I am realizing that if they both played nine, I probably would not be recording till like two o'clock in the morning. But that's fine. Whatever. The show goes on. Nine to four. Jose Urania. So, first off, his performance was not good. He gave up four solo home runs in four consecutive innings, which is pretty unbelievable, especially considering the final score was 9-4. to The only four runs that were scored were the four solo homers, and they were, they were in the first, second, third, and fourth inning. Pretty wild. I, didn't, I bit my tongue and didn't say literally there. I'm, look, I'm putting in max effort here at, at well, past 1 o'clock in the morning. Yeah, you'll love to see it. Um, so, Jose Urania, that's a, here's the thing. His situation, people on, on Twitter and social media, you know, why is he still on the team? He's horrible. Half our rotations hurt, brother, you know. Half, a, a lot of people in this rotation are hurt. We got Boyd that's going to be out for a minute still. We got, I mean, I mean, Willie Peralta started today, and we'll get to him in segment two. He pitched a, a damn good game, to be honest with you. But you, you can't 
We're not about to DFA one of our starting pitchers when we have a bullpen day guaranteed once a week at the moment. It's just not going to happen, no matter how horrible he is. It's not happening. And when those people get healthy again, then it might happen. I'm not saying he's got, he has to be here the rest of the season. I'm not saying I'm a big Jose Urania fan. that He has not been great since April. He's on the opposite of the rest of the team. But it's just not going to happen, man. It's like the only time I've ever seen myself agreeing with Chris McCoskey, who, who made this point on, on the timeline yesterday, and I was dumbfounded with myself. So that's, that's the situation. It's not going to happen. I have nothing but respect for McCoskey, by the way. We just don't see eye to eye too, too terribly often. That's all. No, nothing personal in it whatsoever. The offense in that game, this game, I guess, that game. Yeah, that game. There's not a whatever, man. My my brain is scrambled eggs. The offense was was clearly very good. Nine runs. Miguel Cabrera owns the Cleveland baseball team. He has pretty much ever since he came over to Detroit. I, I can't speak for, for. I can't imagine he played Cleveland too much in in when he was a Florida Marlin. But I'll be damned if if he hasn't just absolutely obliterated them. In a Detroit Tigers uniform. Career splits and well over a 900 OPS against Cleveland, I believe. Just, he's Miggy, man. It's awesome to see him have a good day. And he had a great, he had a great day. Zach Short, with a pretty nice day at the office, has made a couple of fumbles defensively. A bad throw at one point, which is really frustrating because that's why I want him to start every day. But, He's hitting really well and taking really good pitches. The reason I love him so much is because of his ability to draw walks. Because of how frequently he draws walks. His walk rates throughout all levels of the minors are good. His at-bats look very professional. And he's got sneaky power to drive the ball into the gap. He showed that today. He, tonight I guess, looked really good today in game one and game two. Really proud of the kid. Hopefully he's just going to keep making his presence felt. And hopefully he's just the everyday shortstop for the remainder of the year. I'd be totally fine with it. The only other person I want to touch on in segment one is Gregory Soto. I said this on Twitter. I'm not going to go through all the receipts of people all offseason telling me I was ridiculous for thinking that he was going to be this good. I'm not going to do it. And is it because... Um, I, I'm too prideful, you know, maybe, <laughs> no, I'm just playing. Um, I, I'm not going to go through and, and, and expose people like that. That's not really my, my thing, but there were a lot of people giving me a lot of crap all off season because he had no command and he'd never figure it out. And he only has one pitch. He has two pitches now because the slider's damn good. He's working on a changeup. Because then it's over for you fools if it ain't already. And his walk numbers have been way, way, way better the last month. As a season, his ERA is slowly approaching sub 2. And the last month, it's approaching sub 1. The dude's unreal. He throws in a 100 mile an hour sinker. People say, oh, he doesn't. his chase rate is bad. If you look at his baseball savant page, his whiff rate isn't horrible. But his chase rate is bad. Not too many people are swinging out of the zone. That's because he throws an 100 mile an hour sinker, brother. 
He's trying to pound that puppy in the strike zone. And it's pretty clear when it's not a strike. The only thing that really is chase-worthy would be that, that high 80s slider. And really, for the most part, he's pounding that puppy in the zone, too. I love him to death. I think the ceiling is so high for him. So high. I think he could be a lockdown closer for years to come. He's a lefty. He throws hard. He is my hubby. I love him to death. Just the the massive stand. And I love to see him finally start getting his flowers. Yes, Chris Fetter absolutely deserves credit for everybody on this staff pitching as well as they have this year. Kyle Funkhauser, the starting rotation entirety and in its entirety. Gregory Soto, sure. Everybody. Gregory Soto, man. You love to see it. You love to see it. All right. We're going to head into our second segment here, but first I got to talk to everybody about our friends over at rockauto.com. This pre- <laughs> this episode I can barely speak, man. This episode is brought to you by Rock Auto. With the ever-increasing numbers of makes and models, it's now impossible for your local chain auto parts store to stock all the parts that you need. Why endure often pointless or seemingly intimidating questioning and wait while the person behind the counter orders the parts on their computer, choosing only the brand their warehouse happens to carry? You have computers with access to rockauto.com at home and in your pocket, and that's all you need. Save time and money when using rockauto.com. Why choose to spend 30%, 50%, even 100% more on the exact same parts from a chain store or car dealership? It just does not make a lick of sense, brothers and sisters. It really doesn't. Rock Auto is a family business serving do-it-yourselfers for over 20 years. Go explore their easy-to-use website today to find the solution to your auto parts needs. Go to rockauto.com right now. And see all the parts available for your car or truck, right? Locked on in the How Did You Hear About Us box so they know that we sent you amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need at rockauto.com. All right, everybody, we are back here at Locked On Tigers. Segment two, game two. Get my my brain, like I said, still scrambled eggs, but we powered through. Okay. Game number two, another comfortable win for your Detroit Tigers. Seven to one final. Never was close. Really, this game was was really never close. And Cleveland did not throw very good pitching out there this game. They they've had their injury woes as well. But for the most part, Cleveland is viewed, in my eyes at least, as a pitching powerhouse. They just, some dude you've never heard of will just come up and throw six innings, two runs, five Ks, one walk, and, and get a dub for him. And then go back down to the minors and you'll barely hear from the kitty ever again. Absolute pitching factory over there. And the fact that we were to have put up, what, 16 runs in 14 innings? Pretty damn impressive for the boys in the Motor City. Willie Peralta with a start today. Got to give him his flowers. Dudes was really impressive. Really, the breaking ball was was working fantastic. The spin rate on it was fantastic for Willie Peralta's standards. It was moving a lot. He really did look really well. And, and this is his last outing. One of his last two outings, I'm getting them confused in my head, was actually not bad either. So... 
I'm not sure if he's playing for, you know, he's just going to continue to be this opener slash spot starter while we continue to figure out the injury situation of the other guys. That's probably what's going to happen immediately. But even when those guys come back, there's an argument that you stick him in the bullpen, make him one of the long relievers, because Lord knows there's plenty of guys in that bullpen that uh, that I'm ready to give up on. So, uh, and he's not a long-term solution, obviously. I said obviously, I'm sorry. He's not a long-term solution because he's getting up there in years. But if you find value in a dude, use it. Why not? Use it. Maybe you get a couple of years out of him of productive ball. Who knows? But a really, really, really solid and really impressive performance by him tonight. Really, really impressive. Very happy with him. Very pleased. Miguel Cabrera on my on my list again to talk about for this game. Hits a homer. Another step closer to six hundo. We're now six away. And he, he, couple of knocks to just, the dude owns Cleveland. He's the mayor of Cleveland. And and I'm the first to admit when someone owns up, because there are plenty of Tigers killers out there. J-Ram in the other dugout's one of them. Okay? But Miguel Cabrera owns the city of Cleveland and has for the better part of a decade now. Awesome stuff. Awesome to watch him. It's It's nice to turn back the clock a little bit, even if it's just for a series. And kind of be reminded of, of, it's still Miguel Cabrera, man, you know. His month of June came out as well. The stats for this month of June are finalized. Over 300 batting average was some pop. Really solid month, especially after people were begging him to retire after like three weeks in April. Because that's what we do as a fan base. We overreact to everything. I'm not saying he's ever going to be prime Miggy again, because he won't. But I don't think it's too ridiculous to just have some patience in a lost season anyway. Lost season's way too dramatic. In a non-playoff competitive season anyway. Let him find it. Here we are. He, he's been swinging a pretty hot stick lately. Still Miguel Cabrera at the end of the day. Awesome to see. Really fun, really fun, really fun series. Just really fun, awesome. Miguel Cabrera's fun. Derek Hill. Nice couple of ABs today. Looks pretty solid at the plate, which is which is amazing because we all know that he is a bat away from being massively productive. He did have an E8 though, which surprised me, and it was weird because it 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 just looked like he didn't know where his glove like he ran the ball down. He got there in plenty of time. It wasn't some crazy running catch. He got under the ball and then just straight up whiffed at catching it i don't know it was weird i think it's an anomaly i don't really expect that to happen ever again to be honest with you i think very highly of Derek hill as a defender so weird situation there but hopefully that's not a string of of things that are going to continue because everybody knows Derek hill's go-to trait is the defense willie castro with another couple of a knock and a couple of good ab's The at-bats are improving. The at-bats are improving. His his presence at the plate is improving. His offensive numbers are improving. I'm not saying that I'm fully on board that he's going to be some long-term piece of this puzzle. I, I still very much don't think that. But at a bare minimum, this season... He's earned the right to continue to be on this roster. I know Harold Castro had the crazy first game. 
Look, man. I, <laughs> if 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 you want if if you want Isak to continue getting everyday abs, you keep him down there. You keep him down there for the rest of the season, for all I care, truly. But if you think there's a scenario in which Isak would get relatively regular at bats at the major league level at the expense of Harold Castro, you still got to pull trig. I don't care that he had one good game in, in, in one game of a doubleheader. His season numbers are still not good. He's been pretty bad for the better part of a month. That's still a trade-off you make if Isak is going to get relatively regular at bats. If he's not, then just keep him down there. Because at this point, and he's 22, man. People are acting like Paredes is, oh, he's not in the majors, so he's not going to be good or whatever. The kid's still so young. He's going to be aight. And I'm just very okay with him getting those everyday at-bats in this current state. Candelario continues to slump, man. He's been slumping hard, and it's kind of flown under the radar because the team's found some success, and he's still Jamer, and he hasn't looked like a fool up there. He's just not really putting a lot of charge into the ball lately. His OPS is almost under 700 now. Really sliding, for real. Really sliding. Something to keep an eye on. Not the end of the world. Not going to panic, but absolutely something to keep an eye on. A big debate. In the Tiger Twitter community, as I brought up a couple of episodes ago, is the future of Jamer. So something to keep an eye on for sure. Jonathan Scope, back on the horse with a couple of knocks in the second game. He had been slumping a little bit after his ridiculously hot first three weeks of June. The last week, he kind of cooled off a little bit. So good to see him get back on the horse. Then Joe Jimenez closes out, not, not for the save or anything. But closes out the second game and actually looked really good. And I don't know if that's just low stress. Cleveland's offense is really not that good. I know they put up 13 or whatever in, in, in yesterday's game. But that that lineup is not good outside of J-Ram. So um, I don't know if it's just that or whether he was just on one tonight or whether he's more of a low stress pitcher. I don't know. But he actually looked pretty darn good. One very micro, right? It's one instance. Still not a big Joe Jimenez believer. However... Something to keep an eye on if, if he continues to look like that. The slider really, looked really good tonight. All right, we're going to get into Throwback Thursday, our guessing game here. But first, got to talk to everybody about BetOnline.ag. BetOnline is the fast and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Baseball season's in full swing. You can track all the action at BetOnline. Get all the latest news, odds, and info for all your sporting needs, including MLB, NBA, NHL, even your UFC and MMA action. So before the next pitch, head over to BetOnline, your laptop or mobile device, and check out all the great sporting news, sign-up bonuses, and contest information. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore, as this is your chance to get in the game. Playoffs in full swing. Obviously, we got the Stanley Cup going on. The NBA Finals are about to start. we still got an Eastern Conference to finish up. Fun time to get in on the action. Head to the website or use your mobile device. Sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit using promo code LOCKDOWN. This promo code LOCKDOWN for 50% off your welcome first. <laughs> your 50% off welcome bonus on your first deposit. That's English. But online, your online sportsbook experts.
All right, everybody, third and final segment here for your Thursday show at Locked On Tigers. Almost two weeks into this gig. Look at that, man. Crazy, crazy, and as time flies, so happy. Thank you guys so much for the continued support. I still get so many nice uh, DMs and, and notes from people and, and about how well they think I'm doing and how they continue to support me, and, and it really just means the world to me. So thank you so much for your support. You can follow the show at Locked On Tigers. You can follow me at Bentley Scotty on Twitter. We're also getting the Instagram fired up for Locked On Tigers. So stay tuned for that. Some videos, the videos that I used to make will be returning in uh, in, in more professional and locked on form. So that'll be kind of a fun thing to look out for. Let's get in to our fun segment, our final segment here. Every Thursday, we do Throwback Thursday, right? So we take a former Tiger. I start giving you clues and hints, start telling you about the guy. And then at the very end of the segment, I tell you his name. And you uh, you get to play a little game at home. You get to see how long it takes you to get him. Last time it was super fun. I had a lot of people tweeting at me and at the Lockdown account saying how long it took them to get it. And if they some knew it right away. Some people didn't know it and they were mad that they didn't know it. So super fun, super fun thing there. Let's, let's get started here. Our contestant, is that what we should call him? Our contestant this week is a pitcher. Of the left-hand variety. Okay? Played for the Tiger. Well, we'll get, let's go in order. Okay? Let's go in order. Pitcher, lefty. Currently is 31 years old. Was drafted in the second round of the 2008 MLB draft out of Arizona. A high school in Arizona. Drafted at 18 in the second round. People had some pretty high hope for the, hopes for this kid. Drafted by the Tampa Bay Rays in the second round of 2008, okay? Then, let's fast forward a little bit to 2012. His minor league career hasn't quite lived up to those second round hopes, those second round expectations. And he's eligible for the Rule 5 draft and he is not on the Tampa Bay Rays 40-man roster. So the New York Mets take him in the 2012 Rule 5 draft. However, mere hours, it was probably closer to minutes, after the New York Mets draft him in the Rule 5 draft, the Detroit Tigers, Dave Dombrowski calls the New York Mets and says, I will buy this man off of you right now. And they said, bet, we purchased him, it doesn't. I don't have an exact dollar amount for you. That's something I was very interested in and spent quite a long time looking up because I thought that would be a fun little stat. But apparently, that's difficult information to find. We purchase him from the New York Mets. He becomes a Tiger, and the Rule Five the rules then no longer apply. Right? If he was to stay with the Mets, he would have had the oh, you have to stay in the major league roster thing all year. But those rules don't apply because we technically bought, we, we traded for him. We, we purchased him from them. We did not select him in the Rule 5. So those rules are out the window. He goes into our minor league system. Two years later, he debuts. Debuts as a start starting pitcher, left-handed, in 2014. 
His Tigers career, he would end up appearing in 20 games, starting 17 of them. He would have a 5.06 ERA and a 5.2 K per nine. His ERA was higher than his K per nine. That's not true. I'm so sorry. <laughs> That's not true. 5.06 is lower than 5.2. His ERA was really close <laughs> to being the same as his K per nine. That's not good. Because even if you have a really high K per nine, that means you have a really high ERA. And if you have a really low ERA, that means you're not striking anybody out. It's probably not sustainable. Those two numbers should never be too close to each other. And his were very, very close enough where my tired ass thought one was higher than the other. And it very much isn't. Still within two tenths away, not, not great. He goes to the Pittsburgh Pirates in 2016. Purchased again. He just keeps getting bought. He has a 396 ERA out of the bullpen. A full season's work out of the bullpen for Pittsburgh in 2016. A sub four ERA. Not bad. Not good enough to keep his spot on the team, though. And he bounced around and played for about five different organizations in five years almost after that last major league appearance in 2016 for real like Miami the Dodgers all all over the place it was was on some teams for like two days crazy jumping around in the in the triple a and double a just jumping around back and forth because remember he was drafted at 18 he was still in his mid late 20s most of those those you know 2016 to 2020 years he's still only 31 years old today Here's your last clue. Last night, he made a Major League Baseball appearance for the first time since he was a Pirate in 2016 for the Washington Nationals. Has been in their AAA team all year. Got called up and appeared last night for the Washington Nationals. This is, of course, Kyle Lobstein. The Lobster. He was a fan, not a fan favorite. He was never like Don Kelly or Brandon Ninja or anything, but people liked him because he had a funny name. He was a lefty. I actually was pretty high on him at one point. I you know, never thought he was going to be an ace or nothing, but I, I, I thought he had the potential to be a back-end rotation starter. I did. And, you know, I was, I was in middle school, but when we acquired him, and and was in high school when he when he, I was sophomore in high school in 2014, so you know I, I'd like to think I, I probably wouldn't be that high on someone today. But at that point, the Tigers were just so good. Just anybody that came over, I was like, man, oh, well, there you go. This guy's gonna be pretty legit. So Kyle Lobstein tripped on memory lane, wore the wore those those athlete goggles at times as well. Fun dude. I thought it would be fun that I did tweet out on my personal account. Kyle Lobstein just entered the game for the Washington Nationals. So if this was spoiled by my tweet, I apologize. But once he appeared in the game, I I knew it was meant to be. I knew it had to be Kyle Lobstein for Throwback Thursday. So that's another edition of Throwback Thursday. Kyle Lobstein this week. Stephen Moya last week. I think it's a a fun final segment for Thursday shows. Tomorrow, you will get... Prospect weekend update weekend 
prospect update. I think that's probably just prospect update. Don't need to put a time frame on it. We'll take a look like we did last Friday at some prospects. The Futures game, the Futures game rosters were announced. We can take a look at who from the Tigers is going to be representing us there. All that kind of good stuff. It'll be super fun show tomorrow. It'll be our last of the week, obviously. Kyle Lobstein, man. You'll love to see it. And Tigers, two months over 500. Two months with winning records for the first time in a season since 2016. Crazy stuff. What a show. Thanks for sticking with me. Again, I apologize if I sound lethargic or if I put you to sleep on your way to work. I real, I, I tried really hard to be energetic, but it is now almost 2 o'clock in the morning. We out here. The grind don't stop. The uh, Five days a week, you're getting this show, baby. Whether you like it or not, <laughs> I hope you like it. All right, that'll do it for me here at Locked On Tigers. Thank you guys so much for listening. Again, like I said at the beginning of this segment, it really means the world to me. I will be back tomorrow with some prospect updates. Really fun show tomorrow. Hopefully everybody liked the draft profiles too. More of those to come as well. Going to get into more and more of those as we get closer and closer to the draft. Thank you so much for listening. Peace and love. Going to therapy's dope. Catch you tomorrow. Go Tigers, baby. Oh, wait. Psych. Pump fake. Psych. <laughs> this episode, reminder, is brought to you by the Locked On Today podcast. The sun has set on the Los Angeles Clippers season. What a line. That's so well written. Get more of the sports news you need in less time with the Locked On Today podcast. Follow Locked On Today podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. I almost missed an ad read, but I didn't because I'm built different. Assembled alternatively, baby. All right, peace and love. Going to therapy's dope. <laughs> Catch you tomorrow. Go Tigers, baby. Thanks, guys.